With traffic, errands, and parking, cars can be a chore. But a great car can be an adventure, a getaway, and a prized possession. Whatever your budget or family require, there's a car out there you'll love. We're here to help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. I drove your expedition around. Thank you. We yeah, got everybody absolutely. in the expedition. Hey, when, when you need a car that size yeah. for people and gear, it's perfect. The rest mm-hmm. of the time, it's just an enormous thing. Yeah. But when you need it, it's what perfect. Was, what was crazy is to hop out of that back. Like the fan looks small. Huge, that is one of the cars. But you're so much lower to the ground yeah. that I was like, oh, well, I like being down here. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> right, right. So I drove that. I also drove your Maserati because you were terrified of it sitting still for a full week. Well, yes, because, you know, battery and who knows what could go wrong. <laughs> Cars need to be driven, everyone. That's and really just the tagline of Todd, these cars. Is just who knows? Just who knows? That, We're going to give it. you the fleet update right now. I, I asked Todd to drive the cars. I was out of town. I was visiting family up in Seattle. As you know, family lives there. And so it was just nice to be away. Hopefully, you guys had a lovely time off and had just great time to recharge your batteries and get all the, you know, eat the food, eat all the crap, and then, you know, <laughs> get out of your system. Then and away slowly. You know, get back or to, run. Yeah. to everything. So last podcast of 2019, thank you for joining us through the year. We're going to do some recap stuff. We're going to do fleet we update. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, while I was out of town, I just asked Todd, hey, could you just come over and exercise the cars? <laughs> there was, don't get your hopes up. But he he drove the Maserati, pulled out of the times, garage, yeah. and then when yeah, you yeah. need, you know, everybody in your mm-hmm. family and yeah. – you know, was the whole brood the had to move. Yeah, no, everybody was in okay. the seat, which is fantastic. And, a seat belt. and my and my son currently has a a kind of broken ankle. So uh, I say kind Sorry. of because it's a, like yeah. a hairline fracture, but he's he's ten, so they're very cautious about it. So he's in a boot, and he has one of those little knee roller things. So you got to take that everywhere now. So that went with us. Oh wow, it was and all you good. Had plenty of space behind space. the best. You, the, you have that cool covercraft cover in the back. Actually, yes, that is the simplest thing ever to just pull the seats up. It just I'm goes. Glad. The seats was awesome. It was I'm great. glad. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out. You no, folded fine. the seats up, and you had plenty of space. That was perfect. I did do the uh, the terrifying startup procedure that is the Maserati twice while you were gone. It's so scary. Once it's running, she's good. Once you get past the grindy but it's that, it's at that the beginning. Thing, it's that thing. You and I have talked about this already. Ooh. I think we may have shared it already on the podcast. When you start your Maserati, I know you know this, but I'm sharing this with you all. Start the Maserati. All of you have this experience where you, you know it. You turn the key on a car, and it's indeterminate, but, but you all – that time frame of the car spinning without catching that is just a little bit too long, that is that time uh-huh. frame that is just starting to get you worried. <laughs> Think about that time frame. That's every time you start the Maserati. Well, mine's a few steps past. Shouldn't it have started by now? It's, that's the thing. That's the thought that comes across your mind. Every single time you start <sighs> that car, started. it does that. It shouldn't Shouldn't yeah. we really have started in the, I, oh my gosh, something must be wrong. And then it goes, oh, fire. And then it catches, and then and then it diesels. It's, it diesels. I it has think a terrible it's the rattle. accumulator mm. for the valve train. I think that's what it is, and it diesels. And this is a, a repairable <laughs> it's thing. It's like eight grand to repair it and two grand worth of work, which I'm not going to do. But yeah. people <laughs> just drive their Maseratis, and they keep going. And they keep running in spite of that. And so yes. I just I wait about five six seconds to get past the the grindy rattly diesely sounds, and then it just goes into this nice burbly yes. four point seven liter. There's there's another 4. thing. 4.2 liters. Sorry. Liter. Yeah, you've got the earlier one. Yeah. It just goes into the Italian music, and then we're good, and then we roll away, and the car gets warm. There's another it's thing wonderful. you've told me. that Thank God you've told me this, because <laughs> the car does a whole startup uh, check procedure. 
Yeah. Self-diagnosis. Yeah. But while it does that, it leaves the check engine light on. So you start the car up. It leaves it on for 18 and seconds. And it has the check engine light just sitting there staring at you going, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you can and, hear the and organ music. Seriously. You could just, I could hear the terror. Yeah. I, I'm just horrified. I'm just yeah. see, I'm seeing our bank account drain. And uh, then I realize, no, 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 that's self-diagnostic. And then it finally goes out. And, and it like, goes out. Why don't we go drive this car? We're good. Why don't we drive this car? And then yeah. it's happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Even in cold weather, as soon as you get some heat in that thing, yeah. she's good. Yeah. But it's just this scary, terrifying start. That's why I needed you to have it start up mm-hmm. and just make yeah. sure you know batteries can go dead. Mm-hmm. Don't have a trickle going. Everything's just <laughs> get it going. Meanwhile, I don't know if you've heard this story, but I have one, and it always starts unless it runs out of gas. But it's a separate conversation. It always starts because the gas gauge doesn't actually tell me when it actually runs out I of mean, gas. I mean, it's not really your fault. No, not at all. You were just relying off a gauge. A gauge that know. said I still had a quarter of a tank. I had I had almost a quarter of a tank up today, and I was like, I'm filling this thing, and it it, it actually <laughs> it actually had a little half tank. Okay. In it already. Okay, good. But I was like, I'm not taking the what chance. What is the size tank on that again? Like 2,400 yeah, gallons? Yeah, 24 gallons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm getting a, a 15 mile per gallon uh, average, though. Are you really? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You're yeah, calculating so, this. Yes, I am. Well, so you anyway. kind of drive the snot out of it, too. You I kind go, of beat yeah. on it. It's, it's in sport mode, and I go hammering yeah. up the canyon. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back around to how that is in the snow. There's been questions about that. But so, <laughs> so it all it has various foibles. <laughs> and I will share this more in video. Fusion coolant leak. It is a plastic part between the heater part. On the that of course, that of course, they now have a metal replacement part because of course they do. Oh, they do. But to get it's sixteen hours of labor. That must mean you, you mentioned eight in and eight out. I'm a believe it's right. Eight, so I believe eight it's eight, eight in, to eight out. get yes. to the yes. center of the universe and then eight to put it all back yes. together. And button to it put up, on a right? part that's fifteen dollars worth of part. A conversation with my mechanic about alternatives, and I did that thing that you would never do. I would never do personally in a thirty thousand dollar car, and that is I put some leak stop through it. He is on a first name basis with the show. Our, our mechanic. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's the collective we. It's the royal we. Yeah. He knows the show. He well, here's watches the, thing. the show. He the, knows the, the cars. The shop that we go to, there are it's certain techs that love the, the show and these yeah. cars and almost want to work on them because they're in on the joke. It's very cool. It's very, <laughs> they, very cool. They see it coming and they're like, ah. Yeah. This month is paid for. Well, but what's exactly? But what's <laughs> happened is it's actually Yikes. gone. You know, because you have the uh, when you have a little mechanic shop, you have the guys at the front desk that do the talking to the customers. But because of right. these cars, you and I are past the curtain on that. Oh, very. Now much we're just so. on the phone with the tech that put the car in the lift. It's like, all right, here they know. They've watched the videos. So, yeah. They get the car. Very funny. So, so this tech that worked on it told me <laughs> he looked. He looked into because, of course, that engine is is shared across various things in the Audi Volkswagen lineup. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a variant on that that 4.2 liter engine that's in the early R8s. And in the early R8, okay. it's not the same, but it's 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 got some similar parts in it, okay? Because it has the same part in it. So he looked on the R8 to see, because it's not the same exact same engine. It's a different horsepower. You Moving know if on. it's the same block by any chance? It, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't Just know. Just same basic I, architecture, and then they changed valve train after that. And so then, apparently on the R8, it's a two-hour job. But it's in a but it's a mid engine car in the way it's mounted. So then he looked at the A8 to see if is the procedure on the A8 different or better for some reason. The A8 is twenty five hours. Oh my god! It's gosh. more. So I put leak stop through it. It's no longer leaking, which is a fantastic. That's like my favorite thing to ever happen to a five thousand dollar car because <laughs> you pour this magic liquid in it exactly, and it heals itself, and you hold your breath. And yeah, anyway, Yay, so it works. It's running wonderfully, oh which is ironic because. Of the other fleet update. Okay. <clears throat> the Lancer. Yeah. yeah. The Lancer. Two terrible sedans. <laughs> and hold our breath that the engines don't blow. 
So the Lancer goes. It's pay funny a- for everybody listening. Yeah. So it's the not Lancer, funny for us. So the Lancer says, yeah. "Pay attention to me," and blows its engine. Essentially, I have. Um, I what, what, was, what was the discussion? I have a. <clears throat> this was the official diagnosis: a loss of compression on cylinder two. That'll do it. That'll do it. So oh, how gosh. far that goes, whether that's just uh, remove the heads and deal with valves and that engine replacement, our awesome mechanic is working to diagnose that. We know that loss of compression in cylinder two is not good news. <laughs> it may have taken the turbo with it. Uh, did he say that? Oh, yeah. No, it, uh, the, the, the first discussion was... I never got was, to hear the noises that it was making. Oh, you don't I, need to. I only to. know this you, you, you don't through need to. living you don't through you, and yeah, your wife horrifying. had to be it's stuck horrifying. in this thing yes. while it was sort of eating its way towards the diagnosis. It was still yeah. running at that point, and now yeah, it's just now like getting worse. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we don't know Jeez. the extent. Um, it's going to be expensive. On the car I was not expecting to spend any money on has decided to raise its head and say, pay attention to me. So, so you know the, the two crazy, yeah. cheap, exotic, mm-hmm. when they were really yeah. expensive, when they were new, they were supposed to break, but the... <laughs> Reliable Japanese car. The $10,500 Lancer went, hi, excuse me. I just had a thought. Oh, uh uh-oh. Has anybody ever tried to do an R8 engine swap in a Phaeton? If it's the same block, shouldn't it bolt up to the drivetrain similarly? They just have different components. But I'll give you, no, Could you do an R8 swap in a Phaeton? Has the world done this yet? I don't know, but here's, here's the, here's, honestly. R8 engine. Here was my Christmas time. While I was away, I haven't even told you this yet. Oh, no. Proof that I have this car disease we all have. Oh, no. <laughs> because when my mechanic called me and said, you might need a new engine for the Lancer. Do you see where I'm going? How much is an Evo engine? Oh. Because you know that it's, it is the same block. You know that bolts in. That bolts in. How much is an Evo engine to now take what is a rally art? Now, it wouldn't ha- still wouldn't have the one thing it doesn't have at all is it doesn't have the actual yaw where it actually moves the torque around to various wheels. That's tech it doesn't have. But okay. But you could okay. bump up the engine from 240 to the full Evo engine at 300 and have at that point have a one of a kind. Do you know if the headers are the same by any chance? Because you said the exhaust headers back things things snaked differently it, it snakes under the car. It snakes differently. But I'm wondering if it just bolts up the same bolt pattern for the headers, and that you might be just fine. Oh, right? I, I think I'd have to it's get a new block. exhaust as well, based on on what they do, because yeah, it's got I, two turbos. No, it's got a different turbo. It's got different piping because it's got a different turbo it on it. Does yeah. So uh, it's got a larger turbo on it. But this is proof that I have this car disease because I said, well, if I'm going to spend a logic car, make it a one-off. <laughs> it's now it's now the Evo X Sportback, which would be o- the only one I've ever heard of. That would be fantastic. I did point out that your Subaru had an engine rebuild before when I you got bought it. it. Before I got it, it and so rebuild. in keeping with the consistency, apparently, I'm just saying my all-wheel drive little wagons. You get the Evo oh, engine man. in that. You drop an R8 engine in the Phaeton. I where, don't know what you drop in the where Cayenne. Is, where is this money coming from? I don't know. I, I live in theory a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, you know, the reality hits. So, yes, we're having fun with these cars. So I'm horrified at what the uh, – <laughs> because none of you none of you uh, signed up for a raffle, by the way, to pay to fix the Lancer. I'm just pointing that out. That car's on me. <laughs> you thought it was going to be Phaeton parts. That car's on Nuh-uh. me. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know what oh, I'm man. really going to do. I will keep you guys informed as I find out the pain that is fixing the Lancer while the old sedan runs. Thank God the old sedan's running, though, by the way. So there's the fleet update. The load was out over Christmas because I had my, had my garage had to have it work. It was it, it's been <laughs> awesome. It's been exciting. Breaking. It's been exciting. Had my garage door breaks. Had to actually back the Lotus out. Uh, it started right up, backed it out, and then I cried a little because I it was it was yeah. the roads were too bad to take it out. It was warm enough, but the roads were too bad. 
He's like, all right, I'm just going to put it back. And now I'm hoping for a warm day. Well, good news. The Cayman is back together. You probably have seen the updates as of middle of the year. It got finished off, and the body shop did a phenomenal job. By the way, they offer a, an unlimited warranty. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't go just with the owner. It transfers with the car, which is crazy? great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so really they good. did a great job. I got the the protection film back on it. Mm-hmm. I still need to get the GTL GTS decal back on the door down low. Oh, but otherwise, sure. okay. she's running great. I love that car. Yeah, it is awesome. currently in the tire, tire cradles oh, nestled mm-hmm. to prevent the flat spotting. So Ridiculous. she's currently you know away. I've got snow in the driveway. So mm-hmm. you know we'll get them out. Hopefully, I, I wonder if you can get the Lotus out this week, this year, this winter. Oh, I think I will. When it's cold but clear and dry. I've stayed because ahead of my driveway this year. I've stayed ahead of my driveway this year so you can actually see concrete on my driveway. Well, that's the the biggest thing is year. just yes. getting it out. Out of my driveway is the hardest part. Honestly, it's the, the hardest part. I of the think whole you would just yeah. it would be revelatory be because fun. it's been revelatory for me to drive that car in the middle of winter. I mean, I know yeah. I could put winter tires, but it, again, <clears throat> money. Yeah, and you know we've got you know these other two cars that were actually in a strange way we're starting to like them so much we're starting to rely on them well todd is relying yes. on the phaeton for everything yes, now. i just did Family the airport needs. run to you with the phaeton yeah <laughs> took my parents to and from the airport they were yeah. amazed by that car they were like how much did you pay for this, this? yeah my parents who are not known for good car purchases they asked that question a couple it's times so funny so very funny yeah so by the way yeah guys happy new year yeah, for this sure. is the for last sure. podcast of 2019. As a result, look, you, many of you have been asking. Not only is it the end of 2019, it is the end, yes, of a decade, which is always significant. Amazing. We haven't been doing the podcast that long, but it's still the end of a decade. We were <laughs> doing the show though a decade. Got serious on YouTube in '09, so it has been a decade of doing a lot of this stuff. the The podcast is in year six now. Craziness. That's still amazing to But me. anyway, That's so still amazing many me. of you have asked all of those classic, and I have no problem with them. It's, it's typical and very good stuff. It's end-of-decade questions. So I'm just going to give you a little preview here. We're going to do best cars we drove in 2019. We're going to talk about the cars we're most excited about driving in 2020. You've asked about best cars of the decade. We're going to roll then into something else. After the first of the year, we're going to do some podcasts that are about best cars from various manufacturers. Yeah, we did this uh, two or three years ago, you know, I Like think. in the first year of the podcast. Was it that long? Yes, it was the first year of really? the podcast. Yes, it was. Well, we, we talked about these cars, and things have changed mm-hmm. in their lineups, but we want to actually expand this to just the cars, not just best sports cars. Not just best enthusiast not cars, just, cars in here's general. here's the fun cars. What's it's the good stuff? Yeah. Because, you know, we found great SUVs that we actually yeah. like yeah. and we've been impressed by, mm-hmm. and so we want to actually cover more of the gauntlet, you know, and yeah. so we're going to be revisiting that. What's gonna, which, That's going to take multiple gonna podcasts to do, but we're going to go yeah. through pretty much all the auto manufacturers and talk about the cars that they have that we like. So that's that will be we're the gonna way. We're going to pause on Nissan, by the way. We are going to pause on Nissan because t- there's actually was a we're question. Linger on there Nissan. Was, well, no, here, no. Let me give the backstory. We got a we got an email from somebody. <clears throat> I cannot tell who. I'm not allowed to tell. Mm-hmm. Somebody at Nissan that kind of threw down with us in a very. Please don't get me wrong. In a very nice way, they didn't come at us with anger at all. They just said, "Guys, let's hear it. What do you think we should do?" This is almost like product planning for Nissan. We're going to stick so we're, on we Nissan decided, a we, bit. Yeah. As we do all these manufacturers, we're going to stop there. We may stop some other places, too, with other places where we have ideas. But it's going to be a big discussion about the good cars we can find at every manufacturer, which will be very cool. So that will cover the best cars of the last decade. Because we're not going to just talk about things they're selling currently. We're going to talk about anything from the decade prior. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we are all about used cars here as well. So that's coming soon. We also, on this podcast, after the break, we're going to do something that was also recommended by one of you, but that we're very excited about it. It's our new greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we have talked before. I would still love to do this. I, th- my, perfect, my perfect version of an everyday driver meetup is this, that it has a track day. Uh-huh. And if you pay a fee, and it would be a few hundred dollars, let's be honest, it wouldn't be cheap. But if you pay a fee, the everyday driver transport rolls up. And that transport has six or eight cars on it that are the cars we consider the must-drives. And in general, they yeah. are fairly affordable. Generally, sixty grand or less, you could get into these cars. Might have broken that rule a little I'm bit. I'm not surprised. But it, it's cars that it. we think you really ought to drive these. They relate to things we talk about as this was done right here. So we have yeah. both created yeah. a list of eight cars we would put on that transport. We're going to talk through those as well. Plus, you guys have many questions. It's going to be a great podcast. All right, jumping in. We've got to talk about the best or favorite cars. And I included this to the the best experiences and cars that we okay. drove in 2019. Great. Great. We have had a huge year. We've got big plans for 2020, and it is already shaping up to be – the calendars are filling up. It's amazing. Let, let me put it yeah. this way. We just realized that April and August of 2020 – are kind of full <laughs> right? from various events mm-hmm. or traveling or things we got planned. And this is not even with planning season seven episodes yet. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. YouTube content, we've got a, a little bit tastier plan for YouTube, even yeah. though a lot of Fast Blasts were con- will mm-hmm. continue. Mm-hmm. We have Fast Blasts that we shot in 2019 that haven't even been edited and out yet. That's true. So there's we're, still a backlog, yes. a queue of Fast Blast cars. Which is fine because the way people buy cars is not, hey, the new car dropped it. I've got to have it right now. True. This is um, – it's not in conflict with what manufacturers want. But when they drop a brand new car, they want it talked about right away in the mm-hmm, news. Mm-hmm. But the good news for us is if you buy it a year later, if you buy it two years yeah, later, people yeah, yeah. are still shopping. So yeah. we still feel it's very relevant as cars trickle out. So the Fast Blast will be trickling out. We'll be mm-hmm. getting into a whole lot more new cars. Tons of stuff. There's tons Thank of stuff coming. I mean, yeah. I've got cars on the calendar through the beginning of February. I know. Of just Already. random yeah. stuff yeah. coming our way from it's the press fleets. Love it. Love it. So that's happening. But yeah, we I, I kind of divvied this up into cars and experiences because the cars okay. fit into oh, the experience. Good, good. And so it was germane to you know what we were doing. And so I started out back in March. We went to Speed Vegas. And this yeah, was an episode. Yeah. We got to drive the hot stuff on track. And as much as I love that, mm-hmm. that wasn't what left the biggest impression on me. Okay. It right. was the trophy trucks. Really? Okay. All right. Because we went flying. Yeah. I'd yeah, never yeah. really been flying like that before and experienced <laughs> $28,000 worth of suspension. Yeah. And expecting your body tensing because, oh, this is going to hurt. And it doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. that, oh, we caught air. It is going to hurt. You tense. And it's kind of this soft, it gentle It floats landing. its way back down. It's crazy. It really it's is crazy. so yeah. amazing. Many of you have experienced this. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, we hadn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we got to do it again at the SEMA. There was a SEMA party, and yeah, so we got to experience yeah, yeah. it again. And I did it at night, so you know, you're know you pointed into blackness. <laughs> you know you're airborne. Like, oh, this is going to hurt. You just can't see anything. Oh, I guess it didn't really quite hurt that much. So it was the trophy trucks that really left a big okay. impression on me. All right. All right, like of course, it. there's another one that is not out on YouTube yet. This was the Spec Racer Fords that mm-hmm. we drove at Thunder Hill Raceway. Yeah, that was cool. It was a random was really cool. week in in July. Was it July? Yeah. The problem June. is it's been six months since we shot that piece because of our backlog of editorial. Because that, <laughs> that's amazing. A, that's a ton of footage from that day. And the backlog of editorial has been so massive. It's been like this this piece over in the corner waiting to be edited. And we're getting there now, but it's taken way too long. It was a very fun experience, though. Spec Racer Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost by ourselves on track. Almost. On yeah. Hoosier Slicks with a just pits open. 
Yeah. Just, just stay go. out. Get, just go for it. Yeah. That rarely happens. You're right. Yes. So and, I, that left a huge impression on and me. And you'll see it in the video. We had an opportunity then that we don't normally have. And mm-hmm. that is because of the nature of how these things are built, it was consequence-free. Also because of the fact that – It was a consequence-free environment. Seriously. Also because kind of the fact of. that Thunder Hill has nothing you can hit if you go off track. So those two things created a scenario. We were encouraged by Bruce, who was renting this car to us. Yeah. We were encouraged by him. You might start a brush fire, but uh, other than that. No, but his, whole, but his whole comment was, screw up. Go go fast. Find the edge. Yeah. Which yeah. is not something, honestly, you and I ever really give ourselves the freedom to do. Because there's so many huge consequences to us dinging a press car, going off track, whatever, that relate to the show at large, that we always hold a tiny bit back when we're shooting. Yeah, for sure. This was sure. just go, 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 go on, fine, whatever. Like The Ring, for example, you're always holding back. Oh, the yeah. The consequences are massive. Unless you're paid to risk your life and race and win. And, no, and you don't get the bill when you wreck. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So... So we had a lot of fun just, honestly, pushing to the edges, screwing up, enjoying those cars. That was a very cool experience. When we did go back up to Shelton, Washington for our third Lemons race, <laughs> That's we had in. an opportunity to hang with the Griot's guys, yeah. Nick and Richard, yeah. and we pulled four cars out of their fleet and just went driving. That was cool. Yeah. I have discovered Ferrari Mondials. One, you know <laughs> I this. I know you have. They, they, I've they're discovered popping Mondials. Up, they're popping up, not regularly, but consistently on Bring a Trailer now. Are they? And they're at that... Should I think about this kind of money? Oh, yeah. I just, I yeah. like the dynamics. I never saw that coming. I know you didn't. That's and I also funny. really like the 550. I mean, for the next GT car, Oof. I could Oof. do 550. Just like you could do the FF, I, I see, could so do the 550. The, F, the Ferrari FF is my, is my guilty pleasure money I don't have winter car. That, is. that to it me is. is the I've made it winter car. <laughs> when you have a Ferrari FF for as sure. your ski car... Bring it. You're good. You're done. Yeah, anyway. You're done. But that 550 has infected me. I know it has. It's such yeah. a great GT car. So that was a lot of fun to drive with them, okay. enjoy company, and just yeah, talk about great. cars. And then we'd fun. all switch. Yeah, it was great fun. And then great go fun. drive some more cars. That yeah. was amazing. So, of course, the piece that's on YouTube, 959 GT2 RS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way up there. Yeah. Just to be able to experience this holy grail kind of car that mm-hmm. – I had no idea. When we started 2019, a year ago, right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had no idea that we'd get into those cars. Oh, man. No kidding. So to to come to that realization and then the opportunity presented itself and then to be able to do that and shoot that piece yeah, yeah, awesome. and share it like we did. Totally. Unbelievable. So what else? I've got, uh, of course, the pilgrimage trip was amazing, maxing out the CLA on the Autobahn. What else do you get to get a press car and pin it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we came out of the airport, mm-hmm. Frankfurt Airport, got on the freeway. Okay, de-restricted. Yeah. Hammer time. There is one right outside Frankfurt. It was very funny. <laughs> so yeah, great. Yeah, turned the right direction. She's like, let's go. So what's, cleansing. What's funny also is that thing that you and I only get to do when we have an, uh, that opportunity in Germany. Because what other else are you going to have this experience? Where literally, and, and both of us have done it. You're sitting there in the driver's seat, and all of a sudden you get this quizzical look on your face, and you go... Huh. I guess that's as fast as it goes. Because you've had your foot buried to the firewall for four or five seconds and you realize the needle's no longer moving. So you realize, oh, I guess that really is it, isn't it? That's when else do you do that? You never do that. You don't do that on a racetrack even. No. Like, that's all she'll do. When do you get to go discover that in you've a car? Got, you've got your foot just – you're leaving an impression in the carpet with the pedal and you realize that really is all she has. That's it. Unbelievable. All right. So that was a bunch of fun. Of course, Mercedes is killing it with their product lines. So we got to drive the AMG GTC and E63S wagon mm-hmm. when we're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was 
freaking brilliant. Cool fast blast of those coming up. Oh, man. Yeah, that's still in the queue. Of course, the Toyota Super is on the list. Just yep. being invited to the press launch was a lot of fun. And then being able to share that. That is a TV episode for season six coming out shortly. Yes, the Super versus the M2 competition and the Cayman S. Yeah, that's is, coming out. That's episode one. By the way, episode one is this Saturday. Fantastic. Did you think about that? It's oh this Saturday. Gosh. It's upon us. It's episode one of it's season six. Us. It is hitting Motor Trend. It'll be on Amazon in a couple of weeks. So that is coming yeah. right now. We are doing the Amazon thing. Thank you for mentioning yes, we are. that. Yes. We are doing the Amazon thing just a couple weeks after it debuts mm-hmm. on Motor Trend. So everybody who doesn't have Motor Trend channel, you can see it almost immediately. You can stay closer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you have Motor Trend, we would love for you to watch that premiere again. That's Saturday. Unbelievable. Just in case you hadn't put that together. Holy moly. Very much on my mind, but yes. Last car, last experience was this unexpected thing called a Maserati. (laughs) Wasn't expecting to like it. Honestly, I I was expecting to get it and hate it and slag all over it. I was kind of hoping you kind of would. Anyway, I I, I think it's hysterical that you like it this much. Like, I'm going to be kind of bummed when it goes away. This not is when mine, you have, but it's not mine. Not when you have that last startup that it spins <laughs> yeah, exactly. and spins and spins and catches you. But like, I never have to hear that again. Every that's, morning, that's it's like, oh, great. that's right. This car's going away. I don't have to deal with that anxiety anymore. Because, <laughs> again, you turn the key all the way, and it's like, oh, there's a little electrical jiggle in there. Like You release it every so slightly, and then the contacts touch. <laughs> and then it fires after Eight cycle, seconds cycle, of cycle, cycle, cycle. That's the weirdest part is the crank. Uh, are we going? Am I going anywhere today? Yeah. Oh, there. I guess we are. We're going. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I like that list. I like some, some of those th- same things are on my list. I have Good. to say that, and I was just thinking about cars that made an impression when I drove them this year, and I tried to stay with things that I don't, that I haven't driven before, but you'll see a couple exceptions and you'll understand why. Okay. Okay. I loved getting to drive the Super. I loved going to the press launch. It, it was, was just great, yeah. that car had been a hype machine for so long. It was cool to be at the it's press launch putting to it, drive yeah. the Super. But I actually loved that they had it there with the 86 TRD package. And it's I have cool. to say I liked yeah. driving both those cars pretty much equally. I, there were things I loved about both of them the entire day we had on the track. That back-to-back feeling it was of jumping amazing. out of one into the other was we're, we're hoping to put them together and actually share that discussion with you guys, those two cars, as a sibling rivalry piece. We're hoping to put that together. That is still in the works, but we really would like to do that because I want to share that experience with you guys. Absolutely. Because yeah. I, as much as I – look, I talk about the 86, the FRS, the BRZ. It's all the same car. I talk about that a lot here. It was cool to have it there again. To reconnect with all the things I do love about it and to have it in the context of the Super was just really fun. So both of those are on there. The Veloster N was this year. Oh, yes. yes That's yes, such yes. a good car. It's and and I've said car. it in the TV piece. It's part of Season 5, which is currently on, on uh, Vimeo and also Amazon if you want to see that. Season 5 is there. But I mentioned in that piece that I think it is the closest to inheriting everything we love about the Fiesta ST. Yeah, it's a bigger car. It's yeah. a nicer car, but I think it's closest to inheriting that just fun all the time demeanor of the Fiesta sure. ST. I love the Veloster in a sister car to that kind of by, by distance. We also drove the Genesis G70 this year. Yeah, also that's a really impressive car. Kind of heavy expectations hanging over that car for yes. Genesis to be carved yes. off as a separate brand. Mm-hmm. Whatever they come up with has to be good. I mean, I, look, that, that's that blue cars piece, also part of season five. I, I like the Alpha Julia. I don't have to explain that again. I love that car. The, the new three series is actually very good. Mm-hmm. But that Genesis yeah. G70 is really impressive. And if somebody's looking for that scale of car, rear-wheel drive, enthusiast car, they need to look at that car because that G70 was very impressive. It's one of those things, again, where it's just – this is a lot of car for the money. And it's yeah. not just like, yeah. it's a lot of car for the money and it drives okay. No, it drives really well yeah. and it's a lot of car for the money. So that's on there. The, a car we've driven twice this year for different reasons. 
the 718 Cayman GTS. <laughs> now, we had it for our Cayman's comparison piece. Yeah. But it was the car we drove this year at Spa. Yeah. And honestly, I have felt – I'm going to say something that is somewhat controversial, especially for an automotive journalist to say. <clears throat> okay. I'm not that big a guy about the 911. I'd rather have a Cayman. And the Caymans driving are special. the GTS on Spa, the thing I couldn't believe, and we got out of it, and we talked about it with Ted, who also had one on track mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. All the cars around it, we talked about the GT3 dispenser. Yeah. The GT3s were everywhere on that track day. They, they were everywhere. everywhere. They were yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But unless it was a straight and it was a sheer drag race, they couldn't get away from the Cayman. I mean, at the top end for for driver skill, sure. But everybody's, you know, the fast drivers are all kind of at a same level, mm-hmm. which was interesting. But I just – I found the same I thing. I was amazed to be in the hunt and and the GT3 guy – here's the thing would happen. The GT3 guy would go by on the straight. Yeah. And I'd be stuck to his wing around the corners. Be like, hello. <laughs> Hi. Good to see you. I'm just back here, little Cayman. You've spent lots more money on your, on your GT3. Yeah. Oh, and now it's a straight and you're gone again. It's so I was impressive. so impressed with that car. And that was, that was actually the hardest I've ever driven that car also. That was that day of yeah, spot. We just agreed. kept getting faster and faster. It was really like I can feel everything that's great about this chassis. Love driving that. You mentioned the Mercedes we had in Atlanta. Come on. So special. E63 AMG wagon. That is pretty much the, the car enthusiast <laughs> slash automotive journalist special. Amazing car. The wagon the, has more power. Oh, I know. Than the, than GTC. the GTC. The GTC was brilliant. The GTC, honestly, is one of those cars. <laughs> That I think it has almost the best presence of anything on the road. Absolutely. That car at any angle, you just see it rolling through traffic and you're just like, what is that? I mean, totally. I know you can go with crazy exotic metal, but that car just has a presence like notice me and then followed by and get out of my way. Yeah. Very, very cool. Like Coming or going, when you're, whether you're Absolutely. following it or Absolutely. it's in your rear view. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And then in spite of the fact that I would take a Cayman over the 911, I do have to say the GT2 RS – is everything I everything Spectac. I thought it might yeah. be and more. That was such a good car. Really did like that. <laughs> I know I have said it a million times, but I'm going to say it again. Anytime I get to drive my Lotus, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. So glad. Uh, not only is that this car exists, but this car exists and it lives in my garage. That's nuts. In the same vein, I am quite enjoying the Phaeton because it say, is such a you've different got the experience. Tied you over. It is such a different experience. And then the last one from this calendar year that I have to mention. The Jaguar E-Type Speedster we drove at Griot's for television. <laughs> I I don't honestly think I've ever lusted after a car more than I have that one. It hurts. That I is agree. that is that, that you, that's the right description. It hurts. It hurts that I don't drive Thinking that car about regularly. That car hurts. It was spectacular. Look, I, I've driven other E-Types and I like them and I have a soft spot for them because of my history with my dad and that kind of stuff. Yeah, soft spot for them anyway. <laughs> I've driven a couple in the past year, eighteen months. But that one was perfect. It was perfect. I, I made the comment in the TV episode. It's like they took what was good about the E-Type and they improved it in every way 5%. But the, the cumulative reality of that was it was perfect. <laughs> and I want that car more than, than my wife would like to know, actually. That's what's Just going on Just describing there. it and thinking back to that experience is awesome. hurting right it's now. It's awesome. I loved that thing. Didn't have a top. I had to. We were hunkered down. It was cold. Don't care. Don't care. Don't mm. care. Would take it right now. Tell me I can only drive it in the winter. Fine. Whatever. Doesn't have a top. Fine. I'll just bundle up. Good. <laughs> Let's do that. More of that. Anyway, that was the best stuff for me out of 2019. You may not be buying a car right now, but you're probably still looking. 
We're all looking. We're all looking all the time. And it seems there's always a new place to search. That's why we love Autotempest.com. With Autotempest, you only enter your search one time and you see the results from Cars.com, eBay, all of Craigslist, and many more. Or you can jump over to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. So if you're looking for fun or you need a car right now, don't go all over. Start at Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. The weather's changing, but the sun is still out and still baking your car's interior. All you need is a custom sunscreen from Covercraft. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car, and they keep your car a lot cooler while you're off enjoying the sunshine or whatever you're doing. I have used these for years, and I, I'm telling you, I swear by them. These custom sunscreens from Covercraft are available in a whole range of colors, and they're a simple, affordable way for you to keep your car cooler all summer long and protected from damaging UV rays all year long. We swear by our custom sunscreens from Covercraft. It's one of our favorite car accessories. And remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. We're definitely looking forward to 2020. Mm -hmm. Here we go with things that are already either on the calendar. Mm -hmm. There's some things we can't quite reveal yet true. because true, it'll, true. it'll yeah, give yeah. away the meat of what we're doing. But yeah. we do have some good plans in place. But what I'm looking forward to so far is the April Iberian Peninsula trip. It's going to be very fun. Because of new location, mm -hmm. because of the scenery and the cars. The and life experience could be huge without it. Yeah, yeah I, for sure. I am... It hasn't really sunk in yet, to be honest. I told my family over Christmas vacation. I told them, hey, so it's going to be a <laughs> so thing. So I'm doing this. Yeah. Todd and I are going. We're going to really buckle down and we're going to spend money we don't really have just to go get this life experience. But, man, it's going to be worth it, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be worth it. But but you and I, here's the thing. You and I, this is the small business owner mentality. We are always weighing what's the upside Versus the expenditure when it comes to the show. I mean, because there's you That's know food real. and mortgages yeah. and you know yeah, yeah. Th that could that money could go a long way. But yep. I yep. maintain coming back with that life experience, especially because it does absolutely relate to what we do and the absolutely. experiences yeah. we can share with yeah, you guys. Yeah. And of course, it's really just a reconnaissance trip for future trips for you listening that want to go. It's all in the name of research to take you guys. I would love for you guys. It's to just do. We do have going with trip. us, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. But I mean, the first time we yeah. went and did pilgrimage, we were going just. To go, which is pretty much how this trip's going to be. I mean, pretty much. Taking Ted with us, which is awesome. But yeah, it's a great. very small group going, and it's going to be really fun. It'll be so fun. All right. So that trip, of course, pilgrimage. We're kind of loosely targeting August 2020 like right it's, now. Looks like it's like second or third week of August. Okay. So we've, Details got, coming soon. we've got dates. Details but coming just, soon. If you want to start setting money aside, you got some money for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Just put that aside. And target August. Know that it's earlier than it has been in the past. It will be middle of August. Which yes. I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Could be very cool, yeah. I'm also looking to, to events with our sponsors. Mm. We can't say for a few. We can't say quite what yet, but there's going to be a few events with our sponsors. We're going to be announcing our sponsors mm -hmm. for 2020 and subsequent podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You will all know what's coming your way, but I'm looking forward to just kind of getting to know them more and doing some stuff with them. We've heard some cool and opportunities, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's good stuff. Of course, the Corvette Stingray, the new C8 Corvette. Top We've of my list, Corvette C8. Bunch of ideas to, to shoot that car. Yep. The Porsche Taycan is at the top of mine. I want to drive the Corvette. That's on my list. It's on but my the Taycan list. is at the I know very top of I mine. I know it is, yep. I've been reading the new Christophorus magazine uh, where they you told have. you all about how they're mm, building it and the factory yeah, within yeah. a factory that they've built in Zuffenhausen. And <laughs> it's just going to be so awesome. 
Speaking of that, I'm actually looking forward to driving more electric cars in 2020 Mm. because Mm. I think they now have matured to the point where everybody's really taking them seriously and things that aren't Teslas. Honestly, I'm looking forward to driving cars that aren't Teslas and, you know, really discovering this feeling and this perception because it's interesting. I think so many people, you say electric car, that's all they think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost synonymous with... You know, all tissue is Kleenex, and all personal watercraft right. is cow- uh, yeah, right. jet ski, Kawasaki. Yeah. I'm going to buy a Tesla, meaning I'm going to go Xerox that, or I'm going to exactly. need a Kleenex. Or, yeah, you know how we associate yeah, yeah. brand names with the thing that's yeah. actually not true. I'd like true. a Coke, which means any soda in the South. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly right. So I want to get past that and go okay. discover like more that. electric like cars. Okay. There's the e-tron coming out. I think there's other things that mm-hmm. are on our Polestar. list that – Polestar is way up there, yeah. even though the price tag doesn't really fit it's within really the show parameters. But, but it's interesting, though. I want to drive that. Yeah. And then, of course, Forbidden Fruit, when we do go overseas and we can drive other cars and mm-hmm. get our rear ends in the seats of these cars that we don't get here in the yeah. U.S., Yeah, yeah. this is what I'm looking forward to. And then all the unknowns. The 959 was a huge unknown. True. No, there will What's going to happen there this will year? Be, that's the thing. I'm we so are always excited. looking for those opportunities that we can share with you guys. It was like, wait, 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 that car's right there? You'll let us shoot it? That's how the 959 like, piece came about. Yeah. So, so we'll definitely look for those things. That is that is good point. That Those unknowns are the things that we can almost be most excited about, but we can't say anything yet because we have no idea what they'll be. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm adding to your list. I did have Corvette C8. I do have Porsche Taycan, both of those for sure. Mustang GT500. Oh, yeah, that should be on the list. Yeah, that's because good. Because yeah. I, as you've heard me say before, I really like the, the GT350 and the 350R. I think that is mm-hmm. my favorite Mustang ever by a large margin. Okay. But the last GT500 was pretty well acknowledged by everybody as powerful, fast, not very good to drive. Yeah, This yeah. one isn't being discussed like that. It's being discussed as wow. So <laughs> I'm very, very yeah. curious about the GT500 yeah. for, the, for that reason. I have to say two forbidden fruit cars I wanted to get into when we were in our last pilgrimage. I'm hoping it still happens this year. Alpine A110 is Great. the top of my personal list. And the Euro the version only, new Fiesta ST. Yeah, I want to drive those both two cars of those for sure. very, very much. For now, sure. look, there'll be plenty of other stuff coming, but I was just thinking about that stuff. While I'm talking about stuff that doesn't exist yet, how about a second Gen 86? I mean, I can dream. Let's get another one of those out here. That's <laughs> not coming in 2020, but it's on my list anyway. Oh, that'll be up there. All right. Uh, that's, that's 2020. Mm-hmm. There's more to come there, of course, Lots, stuff we yeah. don't know. But we do have to visit this transporter idea, mm-hmm. the transporter idea that we've talked about for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... I, I've given myself some pr- parameters around okay. this transport like it, like because it. we've discussed as the usual suspects. Think of all the usual mm-hmm. suspects of the fun, inexpensive cars about the Discovery, the Fiesta ST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In past years, that would have been on my transporter. Okay. It's not, and I didn't necessarily limit it to just cars we've driven this year, but almost. Okay, all right, all right. And so here's my parameters. I went looking up, you know, an American car carrier. It usually fits between five and nine cars, okay. depending on the size of the car, <laughs> the trailer model. I didn't even research it. I just went with eight cars, but keep going. The capacity is limited to an 80,000-pound weight cap that a road vehicle is sub- subject to under U.S. law. Okay, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means I might have a ninth, and I'm going to squeeze in a ninth. Wow. Okay. All right. All because... Right. The 718 Cayman GTS is the number one car in that transporter. Todd and I have okay. talked about it right. so frequently. Mm-hmm. I want to share this car with everyone. You need yeah. to feel the dynamics of this car. It's, it's the power, yeah. the noise, 
the feeling, everything about this car. It's on my transport needs too. Needs to be shared. Think about this: you come to an to an everyday driver. Just just dream with me for a minute. You come to the everyday driver meetup at whatever town you've come to, and you've paid your money. <laughs> and this transport pulls up at the track day, and you and the other people that have paid for the access get to keep swapping those cars, so mm-hmm. that we can all talk about this experience. Uh, the the Cayman Seven One Eight, uh, either the S or the GTS. The GTS, of course, is better. Either one of those yes. that is on my list because honestly, I will say I've got that on there to represent mid-engines instead of the Lotus. Oh, you do? Because okay. Okay. it is much more approachable. And the Lotus, I am aware of the fact, is a is a niche car for a niche driver. Very much, very much. And the Cayman is mid-engine brilliance for everybody. Interesting. I, I, I don't care how big you are, small you are, your experience with mid-engine or not with, with mid-engine. I mean, there are certain people of body shapes, I would say, don't get in that car. There are certain people with experience, I would say, don't get in that car for the Lotus Elise. The Cayman is bring everybody. Let's experience mid-engine. Let's experience it right. Interesting. I, li- I agree with all those reasons, but the Lotus Elise is on my transporter because okay. I want right. everybody to experience lift-off snap oversteer. <laughs> I want you to know what this feels like if you don't keep your foot in it in the Lotus. Bites you, doesn't it? <laughs> it's for the exact it's the exact opposite reason that you just okay. said about the All Cayman. Right. Yes, yeah, but we have to maintain so these friendly. cars. But keep going. Go on. We do. <laughs> I guess well, we're out in Lotus is land. broken again. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Somebody wrecked it again, went backwards into a hedge. Or the guardrail or <laughs> That's okay. We just keep extra control arms. We just know it's gonna happen. But that we're is going. the ninth car in the transporter because okay. it's lighter, it's smaller. You're right. I okay. think I can shove hey, it in. I love it. I love it. Look, my transporter is small cars, medium cars, large cars. I wanted you to be in a low power car. I want you to be in a high power car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want a front engine car. A mid-engine car. I chased all these things. Too. I want I you it. in something cheap. I also want you in something expensive. Okay. So right, you feel right. well. Where the money? Why go? am I attracted to an expensive car? Mm, is okay. it because it's expensive, or what is the identifiable thing that makes me like it because it's expensive? What's your expensive car? Well, I'll get there in just a minute. Okay, sorry. And I also want you to be in an electric car. And also, all this right, transporter right. does not have to be all cars are on track either. These can be street drives. Okay, sure. Okay. So the Elise and the Cayman are on the on the uh, transporter there. Cool. All right. I surprised myself. <laughs> all right. All right. The Toyota Corolla Hatchback XSE is on my transporter. Seriously. That surprises me too. Remember, because cheap and because enjoyable, and yeah. I want you to identify, I can get into a fun car for low dollars. I like this. And what does that feel like? I like this. I'm going against every notion of every tease that I ever yeah, said about Corolla. I'm quite surprised. Are you okay? I'm. I. <laughs> what did you eat and drink over the holiday? A lot of garbage. <laughs> All right, <laughs> changed your whole metabolism. A lot of anyway, sweets. Oh Got it. All right, so that hatchback XSE is on the list, mm-hmm. but so is the Hyundai Veloster N okay. as the step up. Also a hotter. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive. Yeah, yeah. But also the Honda Civic Type R is also on the transporter. Wow. Those have three very different feelings, and they're all. Good front-wheel drive. Yes. Interesting. I want you to feel these cars and then be able to determine what is different about them besides price and what do I like? What dynamic do I like about any of these Hmm. or none of them? Hmm. Of course, the Toyota Supra is on there. Okay. That is on the transporter. A Tesla Model 3 is on the transporter. All right. All I right. want you to know what everybody's feeling and why they like it. And you could come away not liking it, but I do think it deserves a place. Okay. All right. So does a Dodge Charger Hellcat, because I want you to understand when you just stick it and you giggle like a maniac. Do I like this? 
Yeah. Is this fun? Yeah. What? Because I maintain the only next logical step Dodge can do is go to electric. Mm-hmm. To get the same. I want you to feel the power and the fury and the noise okay. and the All right. All right. insanity like like that it. is a Hellcat engine. If you've okay. never experienced this, because again, this is for our listeners. This is for people who come. Sure. Visit the transporter. And if they've never experienced a Hellcat engine, you need to be in a Hellcat engine. All right. Yeah, I, I, I see the logic there. Wear this around yourself yep. like a cape yep. and go have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to also think what the waiver is that we have people sign. It is dense. Yeah. <laughs> Pages. It is dense. Dreams. Yeah. But to your question, the expensive one okay. is the Mercedes AMG GTC. I fell in love with that it's car. An incredible car. I incredible fell car. in yeah, love yeah. with it. It is a front mid engine. Mm-hmm. It's got a long hood. The driving dynamics on that car are very different than you and I have really experienced. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's really good. But yeah. it's intimidating is the wrong word, but it's uh, it, it gives you a new perspective on what I need to do as a driver. It demands respect. For sure. It demands sure. respect. Yeah. Those are my nine. Wow. I the like Lotus it. is squeezed I, in there. Hey, the I, I love that you've got the Elise on there. Because here's I the thing. I want you to I, go backwards. I want, I want to lift off in a corner and feel that. I do want people to know why that car is so special and why I love it so much. Yeah. I agree with that. But I'm just – I guess this is a place where reality struck me and I was just like, I can't put people in a Lotus. It's fantasy and reality yeah, all at the I, same I time. See, I see it's, where you're going. You've got to experience this feeling and, wow, the insurance waiver is going to be – you can't afford that. Neither yeah. can we. So <clears throat> I, My approach was similar to yours, but I had a few other little tweaks. Okay. I, I really tried to stay under sixty grand. Okay. All right. And I've got one that's right on the cusp, but typically under sixty grand. Cars you could go out and get right now. Okay. okay. I know they're out there. Okay. Good. There's a, there's a couple that you have to go use because it's the only way you can get them, but generally you can go get them right now. And I wanted to give you – I wanted people to be able to have lots of different setup experiences, front, rear drive, mid-rear drive – crazy power, not much power, all of these things. Front wheel drive, all of that has to be in there. You have to be able to, to jump through and be like, oh, front wheel felt different than mid-engine rear, and I want you to have all that experience. Okay. Okay. While staying somewhat affordable okay. and also really being greatest hits. So you could walk away and be like, I could own one of those, and mm-hmm. I know which one I'd buy. That's what I want for this. Hmm. So the two that overlap the most, and then I start to differentiate a lot, are I would have both a Toyota 86 okay. Okay. and the MX-5 Club. Okay. All right. I'd have all right. both. All right. Not the Club Sport, the actual club setup of the current MX-5. Fair Miata. enough. Fair enough. You need to drive both these cars if you haven't because you can walk away and go, wow, for 25 30 grand, you can buy a competes with anything. I truly mean that. Competes with anything in just sheer good driving dynamics. Buy it for thirty grand new. Yeah. Buy it for fifteen used. It's the fastest car on track. Because it and tops out at 92 on the straightaway. And so the 86 and the MX-5 are both that. You can walk away and be like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And I could go buy one. So they're both on there. The Veloster N representing what great front-wheel drive can do. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, it t- takes the place of the Fiesta ST because it's the new boy. But the Veloster N is on the transport for that reason. Big sedan. You want to know what a big sedan should be? Alpha Julia Quadrifoglio okay. is okay. on there. That nice. gives you big sedan with amazing handling. You can be like, why don't all sedans feel like this? That's yeah. what I want you to leave with, and that car does it. It's a great point. Also, it's got an eight-speed ZF automatic with paddles, and you'll go, why do I need a dual clutch? It does that as well. It's a good point. So that's, that's point. on there yeah. for that reason. Yeah. The BMW 1M. Okay. Because okay. I want go you ahead. to know what BMW can achieve. 
they aren't doing it anymore. That they've left behind in but their it's, history. Yeah, it's the pen. It, it's almost. It's almost. I'm gonna. Here's my weird prediction. I think the BMW 1M is the BMW equivalent to the Porsche 993. It is the king okay. Okay. of the past era. Okay. Yeah. So the 1M, great straight six, great BMW. Uh, That's a actual good hydraulic because it was air cooled. Yeah. The, 993 exactly it, it was the end of an era, era. exactly yeah. and so so but it but bmw is the great bmw straight six but it still has their hydraulic steering it's a laugh it's great dynamically the bmw 1m is on there for sure i already mentioned the cayman s or gts the 718 cayman yeah. that has to be on there Heck yeah. this is the, the my only oddball i really want people to be able to experience what it is what really is good when somebody makes a really good all-wheel drive system that can push power around you need to experience this. The best one out there is the GTR, but the GTR is out of, out of the price range. So you have my permission. I know. So, but I think the answer here, because I also want you to actually feel involved with the car, and the GTR keeps you at a distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have to go Evo Ten. Okay. A GSR with the five-speed manual. You've loved that car for a long time. But but I don't think anybody has eclipsed it. Pardon the pun. As taking a car that they can do that torque vectoring with a manual transmission that is actually involving and feels magical. The Focus RS gets close, but the Focus yeah, RS, yeah. you can feel thinking. The Evo already has, which is what the GTR does, but the Evo is far more involving than the GTR could ever be. Yeah. So the Evo 10 is on there. Interesting. Focus RS missed it by a hair, but that's why. And the last one on the transport, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to have something on here that you just cannot believe you're driving a car with this much power that is somehow this well-sorted, that you could actually go hunt supercars with it. <laughs> and where's my big American muscle car? All accomplished in one car, Camaro ZL1. That's a good one. 650 horsepower That's and torque. Insane. It's under 60 grand to buy one. You can hunt people down. It has borderline too much power, but you also see why GM does really, really good chassis tuning. There is my eight cars on the Everyday Driver Transport. Love it. When are we making this and having a meetup? No kidding. Okay, so we each have a transporter then. Clearly. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> because our cars so are we're, so different. While we're dreaming. I'm telling you, we've that's got funny. <laughs> the red transporter the, and the blue transporter. The transports just showed up. And that's they roll funny. in. <laughs> How cool It's would a that new be? year, folks. How cool. Guys, thanks for your awesome questions on here. We've got to get to them with our remaining time here. And, uh, man, so many, mm-hmm. so many creative questions. We can't get to everything, of course. No, unfortunately not. Man, this is... Uh, we may have to hold some of these for next podcast. There's, th- there's a lot some good Topic Tuesdays in here, yeah, too, that I'm going to hold on sure. to. Yeah. Oh, man. Best and worst trends of the decade in the auto world from Jorge Magalon on, Whoa, on that's, uh, that's Facebook. That's a long discussion. I have decided that I really don't like the distance control, the adaptive cruise control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just I don't like it. <laughs> I throw things when I'm in the car. I try to break things off. It's so annoying because now it's the lowest common denominator of driving. Mm-hmm. You are now beholden to the slowest, slowest person, person on the road. Drive. That's funny. Interesting point. And you don't realize it. It's yeah. insidious yeah. because you come up on that person and you're just cruising why am I doing 53? <laughs> what, why are we doing 53? Turn signal, hammer the throttle. You're right, because the person in the left lane is going whatever speed they chose, and now you're going their yes. speed. Yeah, I take your point. It's right. become That's the good. lowest. It's right. not safety, because now you're just cruising along, and it lulls you to sleep, and it lulls you into this, okay, wait, no. I need to drive and re-engage my brain into driving. 
regular cruise control. Could we just bring regular cruise control back? <laughs> I'm not asking for manual transmissions or ignition keys. <laughs> I'm just asking for regular cruise control. If it could be a setting, you can choose adaptive if that's what you like, or you can just turn it off. Like interesting, all right. Like the start stop going. on cars, or yeah, I see where you're going. You know, the safety features, yeah. all that stuff. All right. It has annoyed me because every car that we've gotten in has this, and I turn it on. So now I just drive around without it, mm-hmm. and I usually use it. You like cruise control? And yeah, then yeah. when I get okay. back in the expedition in the Cayman, it's lovely. It's just normal Maserati's cruise control. Maserati's normal too. Dumb cruise control. That's what we're asking for. Stupid <laughs> cruise control. Dumb down 2020, everyone. Stupid just... cruise control. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I've got a great question that could be a big like room full of rakes from Matt Tarico, but I'm going to I'm going to actually see if I can navigate this really quickly. Do we think the world is better off or worse off in 2019 compared to 2009? Oh, room full of rakes. Matt, two thoughts here. I think and we can't be by the way. I think if we could all be objective and we're all biased i think if we could all be objective i don't think the world itself i don't think our situation as a planet is worse in 2019 than it was in 2009 i think in just kind of a general sense it hasn't gotten worse however we culturally and socially have gotten much more compartmentalized so that we all and and I'm not saying anything that we don't haven't all read, okay? You get in your little information bubble, and because your information bubble wants to recommend things to you that it thinks you'll already like, you keep getting into this echo chamber, sound chamber thing, where everything you read enforces the thing that you already believed, enforces you further, and now we're all in these little compartments, and we aren't talking to each other. We aren't talking to people we don't agree with. We aren't talking to people that – we've said it before. It's hard to hate up close. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we're, we're getting yeah. much more compartmentalized into us and them. I don't care what the topic is. It's all us and them. Hmm. And I hate that. And I think that is making it feel like everything's gotten worse because we're not talking anymore. Hmm. We're sound chambering ourselves and we're just surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. And that is just this logic spiral into – illogic reality Hmm. so that is my takeaway i think socially we're worse i don't think the world is worse i've i still rail against smartphones and what they've done socially i i it's neither here nor there pandora's box it's done now it is i will rail against texting while driving i saw it again a lot oh it's it's a it's and i can almost tell immediately by the attitude, speed, and position of a car mm-hmm. if somebody's on the phone mm-hmm. in their hand. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing if you're on Bluetooth and you're talking on the phone and you're yeah. just you're still, you know, hands are on the wheel, fine. Yeah. But I can almost tell. It's like, crazy, isn't it? That car seems like they're dr- Nope, you're texting. Dang it. <laughs> I yeah, I will forever rail against that. Doesn't help you steer. Doesn't. Just That's a true. reminder. All right, uh, Matt Hilbig says, what question do we dislike the most coming from those who don't speak car? Hmm. Ah, it's not that I'm annoyed with people because, to be honest, I like that everybody can relate to cars. Whether you like them or whether you don't, Mm -hmm. everybody has some sort of relationship to them. Whether it's just, I I don't like cars, well, you still use one, probably. Everybody has an an experience with one. So I always try to find what is the thing that you use most. I try to kind of steer the conversation, pun intended, towards, okay, maybe you're like into the Uber and Lyft thing and you don't like driving yourself and that's really worked for you. Wow. You and I can still talk about the car industry at Mm -hmm. large Mm -hmm. and we can still come to some kind of talking point that 
whether we agree or disagree is irrelevant that we can just come to and kind of find some common ground to talk to and the conversation gets interesting and mm-hmm. I can always learn from somebody that doesn't like cars I don't understand why you don't like cars but tell me why I can learn mm-hmm. I love everything about them I, I'm still marveling at what they do for humanity yeah yeah but I'm always curious as to what cars you know how you relate to them and mm-hmm. what strikes you about mm-hmm. them you ignore them but you still use one so Okay, you, how do you use it? Yeah, yeah and yeah. then inevitably, some story comes out. Yeah, my dad or my uncle or my, you know, somebody I know is into cars, and so then, you know, there's, there's always, always some yeah, discussion. Yeah, there's always stories surrounding a car that relate to a person's life, and it may not be all good, but there's always car stories. It's fascinating. So it's not yeah. like I'm, you know, oh, I'm done talking to you, and you know, you don't know anything about car. No, I never want to have that attitude because what yeah. if somebody did that to me? I don't know about horse mm. jumping or. Mm-hmm. You know, what if they did that to me? And like, I, I'm totally ignorant on a lot of things because I don't have experience doing <laughs> sure, that. Sure. So share with me, find that common thing in me. That's what I try to do with other folks mm-hmm. is, you know, find that common thread and then, hey, we can talk about that. Maybe I can you know, point you to something you do like or help you out with a question or whatever. Interesting. I'll tell you the question that annoys me just because it isn't answerable, but it's common. I think I know. It's the, what's your favorite car ever? Yeah. And <laughs> I... I mean, obviously, look, we do this for a living. We talk for an hour twice a week. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're with us, okay? I can talk to you about cars, but when I get that question, I feel like you want me to have just, here's the answer. It's this car. This car is the, the best car of all cars ever. It's like saying, what's the best movie ever? Like like the singular movie? Like the best movie? <laughs> the all-time the defining. Movie. It's like you would not walk up to somebody that is a movie critic and say, what's the best movie ever? Because... Some parameters. Are we talking recent film? Are we talking? Yeah. Movie? This is the thing with cars. Give me a price budget. Give me. Uh, give me what you need to use the car for. Give me. I mean, just give me something. Dare you to ask a celebrity chef. So, what do you love to eat? What's your favorite food? Well, yeah. That, what's What's the best food ever? To ask Ask a chef that question. What's the, What's the best food ever? Uh, um, whatever I'm hungry for I'm right more, now. I'm more than happy to have a conversation about good cars. Yeah. But yeah. the singular car mm. is it? That's a question without an answer. It really is. Anyway. All right. Let's see. I've got a couple of questions uh, about the snow and our big cars. Andrew Jackson asked a question, and uh, uh, Salt Lake City Car Spotting asked a follow-up as well. So I have been critical in the past of the Michelin X Ice 3 that I had on the Lancer. Oh, yeah. I like Not this a question. huge fan of those tires. I like this. Preferred the Blizzaks, but I still got them for the Phaeton. So he's saying, what's up? Why did I do that? And do I like them any better on the Phaeton? Meanwhile, SLC Car Spotting is saying, what's better in the snow, our big heavy sedans or any all-wheel drive product ever made by Subaru? <clears throat> That's a biased question, but let's answer that too. I had the Blizzaks on my FRS, loved them. I have them on my wife's Cayenne. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. They are slightly more expensive, and they do not last as long as the Michelin uh, X Ice 3. These are the reasons I got them for the Phaeton, because the car is very heavy, and I didn't want to spend extra money than I was already spending on tires. So I went, you know what? Plus, they had them in stock. I was like, you know what? Let's just put those tires on. Plus, I got them narrower than they were stock, than the stock tire size. That was my mistake on the Lancer. I got the exact really super wide tires the, on the Lancer. The same recommended width as Summers. I should have gone narrower, and I didn't. You got narrower on the Phaeton? I got slightly narrower on the Phaeton. I went down Good. 10. I did. I think, it's, I think 255 is the standard. I got 245s. So it went down. I have a thought for you on these two and cars, but I keep think, going. I think that that has helped. Uh, what I what I have realized driving my wife's Cayenne around in all conditions and the Phaeton around in all conditions, and even the Lancer, except it's broken, is that <laughs> the Blizzaks, the because caveats. they are softer 
and they wear out faster. They are better in more kinds of slippery conditions. I had that Sabaru, which was good in the snow and, of course, obviously much more chuckable. But the Phaeton is just like, it's snowing, didn't even notice. The Phaeton is not chuckable anytime. Not at all. It, but it's just, it's, snow. A, it's a train in the snow. It's a train on dry. It's just like, I'm going. Here okay, go. here's my thought for you. You've had both tires on both the Lancer and the Phaeton. Mm-hmm. Same tire. Mm-hmm. Am, I, I could be completely wrong here. I don't know how the Lancer throws its power around mm. as far as its torque split side to side and front to rear. It doesn't go side to side, but keep going, yeah. Is the the difference in the tire what you're feeling in the way it makes the power and throws power to mm, the wheels? Mm. Because I think it's 50-50 in the Phaeton, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look. I don't remember. I honest. think it's distributed evenly at yeah. all times. It's just tank treads, yeah. essentially. But that's the thing. The weight is, and the weight the weight is helps. just cutting through. The weight helps. Yeah. But is the way the Lancer throws power around actually upsetting the tire a little bit more Possibly. or upsetting traction in an effort to do the setting, to do the thing that you're trying to accomplish, is it electronically thinking for you a little bit too much if and was, then upsetting the balance? Mm. And, okay, so the tires aren't quite responding like I'd want, but wait, that might be the car's actual all-wheel drive system because, again, the Phaeton just it rolls, every tire's rolling, it's just <laughs> constant, it's a tank tread. It's just a tank We're just rolling, and you love it on that car. If it was the Evo 10 that throws power side to side, I would, I would go with you more on that, but I actually Doesn't do think... does it throw front to rear, though? I don't think so. Not much. It's Little, evenly... It, 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 it's not locked down like Super. It does move it around, but it's not as extreme as what it does in the 10. It's not extreme okay. because it doesn't have the, the and gravel it doesn't snow go, it doesn't go side settings. It does have that. It does have those settings. Oh, it does. does. It, but it only goes front rear, whereas the Evo 10 does side to side as well. So it doesn't do full torque vectoring all around. But Maybe I take that's your point. its limitation. I take your point. I also think that there's – I think that it's floating a bit much on the width of the tires that I've got. I think that's part of it. And then the width other thing with the, with the Evo that really is – pardon me, the Evo or the Lancer that is a big thing that I sometimes forget with that car that is not true in the Phaeton is if you're not going to make the corner, just like the GTR, what you need is more right foot on the gas. <laughs> yeah. It, it, once it's not making the corner and understeering, you need to give it power because it finds itself, which is not an intuitive way to drive in the snow necessarily. You want it to just be gripping. But that's just it. Yeah. It's, it's throwing the power, and you, it needs you to do that. Yeah, maybe. But if you, you let the right. tire do that, the tire would let you down, but that's not the tire's fault. Interesting. I don't know. I would go Blizzax if, if money were no object, but... I, the Michelin XI. Look, I am a train through the snow in the Phaeton. I am <laughs> passing people in clouds of snow. Just <laughs> gone by so you. Funny. Plain Pat on Instagram says, "Do we think the infrastructure is possible that induction charging for electric cars would ever be a viable option, like HOV lane, wireless charging cars?" The Settling driving? for the next hour. <laughs> my brother-in-law <laughs> asked me the same question, but he was asking for parking. And keep in mind, oh, this is my okay. Saab driving brother-in-law yes. who loves the car. Yes. By the way, quick Saab update. Oh, good. You know the, the oh, good. well where the convertible top folds back into and, <laughs> and retracts that, that welded yes. steel box? Yes. Well, it rains in Seattle. It does. I've heard this story. The Saab is so well built, that was full of water. It was a swimming pool in there because it seals the water. It's, it's just a big bathtub. <laughs> it's like a sink full of water. It Birds was full of water. In it. <laughs> so my brother-in-law was outside scooping water out of his car. It just held it in this bathtub. Oh, my gosh. And then he got the top up and everything's fine. Is there not a way to make a drain, like a drain plug or something? Because that I sounds horrible. I am not knowing this. Okay. I don't know if it rains in Sweden. <laughs> Probably at least once. Sure. I know it snows there. Yeah. We're looking forward to 2020, guys. Thanks for all your questions. We'll continue to get to them. Really appreciate it. Happy New Year.
Cheers, everyone.